Yes. Yes. So I love this. I love this topic. I am so excited about teaching this seminar today. I'm excited about what God has for us. I feel like it's going to be one of those that I get to learn as I go even today because I just feel there's such a sense of revelation he wants to give us about this. So um, let's just start by praying. Of course we have technical problems because of course we do. So of course we do. So we're just going to pray and if we have speakers, we have them and if not, but we will we'll see how we go. Okay, so Father, we thank you for this moment to get to be together in a room of people who have been designed from before we were born. We were designed as singers. Lord, thank you for this moment for us to be together and to be pressing into you for more of our unique design. Lord, for the design that you have for each one of us and for what we have to give at this time in the world that we are here. For your name, amen. Okay, so as you can see, I am passionate about who we are as a people. As a people who sometimes don't really know what to do with ourselves and our identity and what and the giftings that we have. Could I just get an idea in the room of who of you would call, would say, now I'm a real mix of what I would say in this, so raise your hands multiple times if you need to. Who of you are um, people who are worship leaders and your instrument is your voice and maybe another one? Okay, who of you only have voice as your instrument? Awesome. Who of you are uh, backing vocalists? Who are Who of you do both, backing vocalists and... <laughs> yeah, okay. No, this is really helpful. It's good for me to see in the room what we have. Who of you, um, and these are the ones that are probably not going to raise your hands for me, who of you would like to be backing vocalists or lead vocalists, but are not yet? Yes. Okay. Awesome. I love you being here. <laughs> so good. Okay, so, um, so the way that I would like to start is by letting you know the blurb that I gave to Harmony when she asked me what this seminar was going to be about. I said, whether you are new on your worship team as a backing vocalist or have been leading worship as a vocalist for years, this seminar is especially focused on the role of vocalists in worship. Come to more clearly identify your strengths, reach for what is available, and believe for the impossible. This is a gentle but challenging workshop for vocalists. So what I'd like for you to do while you're here is ask the Lord for to not leave the room without him speaking to you. Is that okay? Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't like to waste time. So I like for there to be moments where we really get to hear from him. And so I'm trusting that during this time that each of you are going to hear something from the Lord, prob probably and possibly not what I'm saying. But, you know, it, uh, let's hear from him. Okay? Let's open ourselves up to, to hear from him. Okay. So, it's important to know who you are and what you carry. Now, I think it's important to understand that singers now, in this day and age, and singers back in the Bible times, um, I think we have lost some of the value of what they were. 
okay? So as, if you are an Old Testament scholar, I live with one. Um, he is, he loves... It's me, not another yes. guy. <laughs> <laughs> he loves the Old Testament, and he knows far more about it than I do, but it is a quick study. You can literally Google to find out the role of singers in the Old Testament, okay? It is a, it's a quick study. It's not, you do not have to be a great scholar. I am not a great scholar. And it, a quick study, well, you're immediately like, wow, I mean, that's important. If you have a Bible with you, I'm going to quickly go through some Bible verses because I think it's important that we understand some of the importance of who we are, okay? Um, if I, I'm sorry I don't have slides or whatever, but you can follow along or you can just listen. Don't worry. Um, so I'm going to take us back to um, First and Second Chronicles and Nehemiah, and all of this is during the time when, um, you know, in, in First Chronicles they're coming back from exile. They're they're trying to figure out community um, back from exile, and um, in First Chronicles 9:33, this is just now. Let me let me tell you something. I could have, if I wanted to, we could spend. And this isn't an exaggeration. We could spend half of our time in this workshop with me just all week, just reading about singers. There's so many verses. So I'm, I just pulled some to give you an idea of, of the importance of them. First Chronicles 9.33. Now these are the singers, heads of fathers' households of the Levites, who lived in the chambers of the temple free from other service, for they were engaged in their work day and night. In other translations it says 24 hours a day. It was their whole job, and it's mentioned because it, I mean, it had to be pretty important if they got off from other work because it was that important. First Chronicles 15, 16. Then David spoke to the chiefs of the Levites to appoint their relatives, the singers, with instruments of music, harps, lyres, loud-sounding loud cymbals to raise sounds of joy. To appoint their, the singers to raise sounds of joy. Okay, this is when the ark was being brought into Jerusalem. This is important stuff. First Chronicles twenty-five seven. There, I, I really like this. This is one example of many. My Old Testament scholar will laugh because there's so many of these. Their number who were trained in singing to the Lord with their relatives, <clears throat> all who were skillful, was two hundred eighty-eight. That number is like, and then in, in the next chapters, in the next chapters, there's going to be, and these were the number of singers, and these were the number of singers, and these were the number of singers, and it's just over and over again, logging that there were multiple numbers of singers. It, it had to be important. <coughs> and did you see that little line, all who were skillful? Second mm -hmm. Chronicles 20 to 21. When he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army and said, give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. So this is a war reference. We're at war. And where are the singers? In front. In front. Nehemiah 12, 31. They're dedicating the wall. And it says, Then I had the leaders of Judah come up on top of the wall, and I appointed two great choirs. The first proceeding to the right on top of the wall towards the refuge. And, and, you know, and then there was another one. And I mean, why choirs? Power. 
What was that number? That is Nehemiah 12, 31. It was a strategy. It was the strategy of the Lord that the singers would be used in power and in great number. Nehemiah 7, 1. Now when the wall was rebuilt and I had set up the doors and the gatekeepers and the singers and the Levites were appointed. So the reason why I put that in, it was because he, he, he's saying who he appointed. Gatekeepers, singers, Levites. Wow. Gatekeepers, singers, Levites. Nehemiah 12.46 For in the days of David and Asaph in ancient times there were leaders of the singers songs of praise and hymns of thankfulness to God so leaders of the singers were important Psalm 68.24 and 25 now this is this is beautiful this is a picture of coming in to the sanctuary your procession God has come into view the procession of my God and King into the sanctuary. The singers went on. The musicians after them in the midst of the maidens beating tambourines. It's this just, you know, the picture of what that was. First Chronicles 15.22. This is our last one for, for a little while. Shenaniah, chief of the Levites, was in charge of the singing. He gave instruction in singing because he was skillful. Now, I want... This is all stuff I wanted to paint a little picture for you of your importance, okay? Now, I want to speak to you a little bit about this. This, is, <coughs> this can be an uncomfortable word, okay? So, we somehow get on this pendulum swing as vocalists where we have to not think too much about ourselves because we can't be important because everybody's important. And then we go, but actually, we are important. We're, we are the voice. We are very important. And somewhere in the middle, somewhere on this pendulum swing, is this comfortable identity that we are very important, but nothing without Jesus. Right? So do you understand what I'm saying? That there's this ego thing involved? Do you get it? That you, we have people who, who actually, I have had situations before where I've actually felt like I had to have a false humility about me as a singer. Because it was like I had to act like that I did not, I wasn't really that important. Can anyone identify? Okay. And I had to act like that, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, it's not, I'm not really that important. It doesn't really matter, you know, what I do or what I, and that is wrong. Okay, we're not meant to be conceited. We're not meant to be arrogant. Everyone has their place. This is the body of Christ. But in this room, I want to tell you, those verses are about you. Do you get it? Those verses are about you and me. We're, what we have, what we've been designed for, is important in the kingdom of God for what we bring. And some of that has been robbed from us because we are living in this sort of sense of, oh, I can't, I, you know, I can't, I can't be important. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You are important. Until you get how important you are, you will lack power in leading worship. 
okay? You will lack power because you won't understand the power of what your voice is meant to do. Are you guys tracking with me? Okay. So, I want to talk to you about some of the ways that your voice can bring the presence of God. Okay? So, you know that one of the things that, um, that we do with our voices is that we invite the presence, we announce the presence, we proclaim the presence, we, we actually, our, our voice and the way that we use it helps people to connect with Jesus. Our voice, now that's not to say that the, the guitars don't help people connect with Jesus, they do. I'm talking about this because this is the vocal workshop. Are you with me? I'm not trying to say that you're more than the guitarist or that you're more than the drummers. I'm trying to explain to you who you are. You got it? Okay. So your voice is helping to connect people to Jesus. Um, I, When I was praying about um, just the role of vocalist, this was before Harmony asked me to speak on this, I got this sort of moment where I was like... I, I got an understanding of something that I, I sort of hadn't seen before, and I'm just going to share it with you. You can take it or leave it. It was helpful to me, okay? But this is uh, an understanding that's helping me as, as I'm now kind of in a mom role on our worship team. I'm helping to bring on other vocalists. I'm trying to figure out ways to teach them about how to use their voices. And I felt like the Lord gave me this little example. Okay, so let's, let's imagine that... There are different ways that we need to understand that we use our voice in worship. So it happened last night. It happened this morning. So you can, you can sort of relate to, oh, yeah, I remember when that part happened or when that part happened. And in your, on your own worship teams, you, you, will, you will relate immediately to what I'm going to say. There are times when we use our voices that our voices invite the presence of God to settle in on everything like dew. Do you, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's the settling. It's like it gets in every crevice. What's an example of that? Let's talk about um, okay. one of my favorite um, songs that, can we open a, a window or something? I see. One of um, my favorite songs uh, that this happens when we have um, we, we love Catherine Scott. She was she led our, our church for years, and um, there were times when um, uh, you know when she began to sing quietly, quietly over the people, and it would just there was a settling that would come, something like hungry, like. I'm falling on my knees, right? Yeah. And it's just that softness. And it begins to fall and we invite the presence. So, like, let's think about, um, I think, was it at the NLC? I can't remember. It was at one of the big vineyard things and someone started singing, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. What happens in the ring? It just settles. It's just there. And that's not a moment for the vocalists to show off their voices. And that is just quiet um, beauty and 
and understanding that he's with us. And using that moment of dew takes discernment, doesn't it? It doesn't mean that you don't always use dew, right? Dew is not for all the time. Dew is for when you need it. Um, the next is, I, like, I, I felt like that there was the next analogy is thaw. When we, and this is what I, I really feel like, this is almost, this is like, um, thaw is, is doing, it's just do it's when songs do the work of grace in the room. It's, it's the understanding, it's the revelation, it's, it's praising, it's worshiping, it's connecting with Jesus. You know, it's, it's the, it's what I would call like the, the building blocks of your worship set. This is, you're just, it's the thaw. It's when people are coming in, they've, they've come in, the, everything is happening in their lives, and all at once, they begin, they, they realize, oh, I'm, I'm experiencing the presence of God. It, it's coming on them. It's just your normal, it's songs like, I wrote a couple of notes for myself here. Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down. You know, it's, do you understand? It's the work of grace. It's the work of grace. I will build my life upon your love, right? It's it's the work of grace in the room. It's it's like if you could see what was going on in the spiritual, it's like worship is working. It's working away. It's doing the work. It's thawing on the people's hearts. Does this make sense? Okay. And then what we have are do we have this connected now? I think so. Do we have this connected? Okay. Awesome. Oh, you might have turned What's that? Yes. Yes? Do I play? <coughs> what do I do? Okay. No, I got it. Oh. From here. I just I think it's <laughs> <laughs> That was some cheering for you. <laughs> <laughs> so far, it's really, really good. <laughs> But when they do, and again, it takes discernment. When an avalanche happens, it breaks open the Spirit of God in the room. Now, there are times that you can actually ask the Spirit of God to help you with your band to bring on the avalanche, right? So there's, it's not like, it's not all just Spirit of God drops, then there's avalanche. There is, there is a part of us as worshipers that we press in and we say, let's go. It's, that's when we're at the front of the army. And we're like, we are going for breakthrough. So, so an example would be, and it's stuff that you guys know. Uh, I'll play an example from a song that you know.
the room love avalanche moments. <laughs> yes! <laughs> we love them! We love them! We love avalanche moments! We love avalanche moments, right? We love... Oh, I got another one for you. Y'all want to hear another one? Yeah. Ooh, I love you guys. You're so there. Uh, let, okay, hold on. I'm like... about using songs appropriately at different times. What was that for? And Seuss was talking about the Manchester stuff. Sorry, trying to remember what Oh yeah, that was, yeah. well we were having, I think we were just, just, just chatting. Right, so what, I, what I'm saying is, is that we have to know when and which songs to use for that. And, and, and just be sensitive, just because we love the avalanche doesn't mean we always have need to do it. Okay, because sometimes you need a due set 
Hmm. Hmm. You just, it, it can't be about our likes and dislikes. It has to be about inviting the presence of God. So okay? So we just have to be <laughs> careful. <laughs> I have one. <laughs> to do a little something with me. I wanted to explain something else as well. Um, I'd like to do, I'd like to do. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so I've asked him to help me to do this because um, I think sometimes we think a song is one thing when actually the Lord has given it to me multiple things. So, um, like the song that we did this morning, I just chose this because it was on my mind this morning. About this is how I fight my battles. Okay. Usually, that song is fall to avalanche, right? But I just wanted to do a sort of workshoppy thing with you guys. Let's do it as a duo. Okay. So yeah, let's. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Let's you guys This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I Like this, we can go. 
<laughs> but not everybody can do that, okay? So you've got to have the discernment to know when to do that. You need to know what you're doing in the room, when to do it. Um, raise your hands again. How many of you are, are worship leaders? And I mean worship leaders and babies. Okay. Matthew vocals and worship leaders. Okay? That means that you need to understand how to lead your people and how to lead them into battle. Okay? I, I don't know how to say it in a way that is strong enough. Do not just be a pretty singer. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. You can have the most amazing voice, but if you don't know what you're doing or how you're using it, it's just a pretty voice. Okay? Use your voice for what you were designed to do. What you were designed to do is more like what these scriptures were saying where we were on, we are front line on the battle. When how many of you have ever been in a service and someone said, I walked into worship and I started crying and I didn't know why? <coughs> That's because the Spirit of God was at work. What you're doing is you're inviting the Spirit of God and then what and then you're you're doing that accelerated thing with you're using your voice to wage war on the gates of hell, whatever they are that has walked into your room. Okay? In our community, we have every gate of hell. We have hunger, we have addiction, we have domestic violence, we have you name it, it's in all of your communities. We, every gate of hell comes into <coughs> our, our, our church on a Sunday. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. So if that's the case, then our response is to not allow the gates of hell to overcome. Mm -hmm. So we just stand against it. We stand firm, we, and we do not retreat, or we are advancing, okay? So we are, we are either standing firm, like on the wall, or we're advancing. We're standing firm and expecting the shaking power of God, or we are advancing and we're saying no. And it's okay to call that out, worship leaders. It's okay. I love what Harmony said this morning when she was like, of course we can speak out. You know, I mean, I know, I mean, you're not going to preach a sermon, but when you see it, say it. Yeah. If you know it's in the room, call it out. Mm -hmm. If you know that, that what the Father is saying this morning is that he is speaking into people's lives in the area of addiction, in the area of, uh, or there are people in the room that need to be healed, speak it out. Mm -hmm. Speak it out. Say it. Let it, let the power of what you're doing be released mm -hmm. in the room. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, we have settled for worship times where we enjoy the music without understanding its power, without acknowledging that it's the very front line of battle and breakthrough. If you are on a worship team leading the people of God to stand up against and battle the gates of hell in your cities and communities, do not get up there and sing and think it's not battle. And there's, there's a personal reason why as well. You will be crushed in your personal life, okay? Um, because the enemy loves it when we don't realize who we are or what we carry. Okay, so 
let me say it like this. It's almost, it's more, it is more safe for a person to get up, leave worship on a Sunday morning who, is, who, who does not understand who they are and who just gets up and sings a pretty song. That's safe. Let me tell you what's not safe. To know who you are, to know what you carry, and to get up and sing a pretty song. That's not safe. The enemy hates you. Hates you. I, I, for some reason, we don't like that language. He hates you. He wants to destroy you. Don't give him the chance. Stand firm. Be who you are. Because he can't touch you. The victory has already been won. But if we just kind of, we know who we are, we know what we carry, but we just get up and sing a pretty song and be okay with that, that's not okay. That's not okay. What's okay is being who we are, and when we are who we are, Without even, without really trying, we, power is released from us. Um, I'm not saying that we don't have craft to work out. I'm not saying, but but it doesn't take what we have. If we are, if we if we step into who we are designed to be, there is anointing and authority on our lives, right? So as we step into who we are designed to be, that anointing and authority and power is with us. Um, Okay, I, I wanted to tell you about, uh, uh, you, do you guys know Rita Springer? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love Rita Springer. And um, years ago, uh, Trey and I were in Nashville. We had the opportunity to be with her in a small group setting. And um, I think this was close to 20 years ago, probably. Yeah, I was probably 11, 20 years <laughs> <Yeah>. ago. <laughs> but um, she, she scared me a little bit. But it stayed with me all these years. I've never forgotten it. It was like a going around and talk, different. There were different worship leaders. There were some who were who you would know, like really like big names, and they were saying all these things that sounded just like really awesome to me at the time. And I was like, wow, wow, wow. And then um, and then it came to Rita, and um, they were asking her her something, and something came around to. And I'm not going to be able to remember her quote exactly, but this is the gist of it, okay? Something came around to where she said, people ask me all the time, how do I get to do what you do? How do I get to do what you do? And she said that I tell them that they shouldn't ask that question because of the cost that's with it. Do, to get what she's done, to, the cost was so great in her life the laying down of her life and the path and road of suffering. But what she was saying was, if, if you're up for it, he'll be with you all the way. And he won't leave you in the valley. He's not going to leave you in the valley. But, but basically what she was saying is, don't become a worship leader for the glory. Mm-hmm. Don't become a worship leader because it's fun to do, because you like to sing. Become a worship leader understanding the cost mm-hmm. and what you're doing. Okay? Understand who you are in your city. Understand who you are and the power that you carry in your city and what you can achieve. Um, it makes me think about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You know, worshiping in the furnace. Alone? No. No. But in the furnace. <coughs> who were they with? Jesus. In the furnace. Yeah. For the city, right? Yeah. Yes. In the furnace, for the city, 
with Jesus. I, I can get on board with that. He's never going to leave you alone in the valley of the shadow. He won't. He won't leave you alone. Even when you are in the valley of the shadow, you won't be alone. Now, be aware of the words you're singing. Um, guardian of the words. Don't just sing the words without understanding their power. Okay, so like things like, sometimes, I've, I mean, I've, I've done this. I've sung the words and just sing them. You know, I've sung these words, then bursting forth in glorious day up from the grave he rose again. Right? Just sang, sang them and then went, oh, what did I just sing? You know, uh, I cast my mind to Calvary where Jesus bled and died for me. What did I just sing? Oh, happy day, you washed my sin away. What did I just sing? Be aware of the words. Right now, what comes to mind? Someone shout out a line that has enormous power in a, in a song, in a worship song that you love. You make the darkness tremble. You make the darkness tremble. What are we singing? Another. My chains fell off, my heart was free. Oh, yeah, that's good. so good. What else? This would be your name when I found in the desert place. Oh, come on. Don't dishonor the words by not understanding. Be a guardian of the words. Be a guardian of the words by the way you help the people that you're singing to understand them. You are like a translator. You help them understand what you're singing by the way that you're singing them. Okay? So worship is not only for the mountaintops, but also for the valleys and even the fiery furnaces. We need to remember who we are, singers on the front lines, leading people moving forward or standing firm. Um, I, there is, just thinking about Rita Springer, there is, um, uh, there is a song that she sung recently that has just totally wrecked me. And it's Defender. Do you know it? The one that says, um, all I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. I have listened to those lines over and over again because what is she saying? What won the battle? All I did was worship. All I did was praise. All I did was bow down. All I did was stay still. And then you, you won that battle. And that's, we've got to teach that to our people. That is something that is not just intuitive, that people just become followers of Jesus and just learn. That is a taught understanding. Right, pastors? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. We have to teach them that worship is winning a battle. That it's winning. It's it's what we win in worship in our private life. It's what we win in worship (coughs) on stage. It's what we win in worship... We, we, battles are won in worship is what I'm trying to say battles are won in the place of worship and all he's asking us to do is praise, worship, bow down, stay still praise, worship, bow down, stay still the battle, he's doing it we are what we need to do praise, worship, bow down stay still and that's taught you get to teach with your life and with the way that you lead, you get to teach these things. Um, <clears throat> I also just wanted to, to bring up that um, sometimes um, we don't know what songs to sing in difficult moments for people. 
And that was something that was brought up at the Song Summit when um, Suze was talking about, you know, uh, when the Manchester bombings happened, they just, they needed songs. They needed songs so that when, when people were, were trying to figure out what to do with that emotion, they needed the songs to be able to, to help the people with that. And um, for us, we've been through things in our, in our own community. We have found some go-to songs um, we often will use Catherine Scott's song, I Still Believe. Um, we will often use, um, oh no, you never let go. <laughs> yeah? Uh, we, what about, um, never once did I ever walk alone. What are others? Because I actually think we need to tell each other in this room this information. What are some other songs when your community has been through difficult things? Someone's died that's very important or there's difficult things happening, someone's just gotten cancer, what are the songs? It is well. Yes. It is well. Yeah, so good. Yes, what else? What is it? I don't even know it, but that sounds wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Wonderful. I will trust you. I will trust you, Lord my God. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Again, another? Oh, yes. Again, another? Yes, I'm crazy. Yes. Take notes from each other, guys. These are things that we need to share with each other, okay? Because when you're choosing a song set, you need to have the songs that your people need to be led into the presence of Jesus so that he can do the work that he needs to do, okay? And he will, he, you're, you're equipped, you're equipped. You just need to get in that place with Jesus um, ahead of time so that you know these things. And you know what? If you struggle and don't know what songs to choose, Please do not do that worship leader thing where you feel like you can't ask for help, right? <coughs> Please don't do that. There are probably four other worship leaders in your church that you could call on and go, I can't think of a song. Do you have a song? But you're, don't let pride get in the way of that, okay? Please don't do that. Why, why would we do that? Why would we do that? Just break down all that stuff. Okay, are you guys, can we do some practical stuff about the voices? Okay, we've got a few minutes here. So, um, listen, I want to I want to say just some practical things. I have some um, things that that are like uh, things that bug me about when uh, when vocalists don't work on their craft. Okay, so take the time. Uh, there's there's a thing about preparation. We need to learn the songs and learn the words. You need to warm up before you come, and you need to come ready. So. When you are um, when you are on, coming up to your worship set, how many of you have worshipped with the songs? You need to have worshipped with the songs for your set before you come to worship to, to lead them. Okay, worship with the songs. The other thing is um, uh, when you're singing alone, as opposed to singing in a group, um, it's just different, right? <laughs> BBs, raise your hand. Awesome BBs. Now I have to say that I am my my aspiration in life from the time that I was like eight years old was to be a backing vocalist. So I love BBs. I love them. And people are like, why do you love BBs and not leading? I'm like, because it is it. You have so much freedom. So much freedom, and you get to be the avalanche so often. You get to do. You get to bring it. Right? You get to bring the avalanche, and the thing that BBs get to do is not lead. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, 
I love being, I have wanted to be a BB, I have, I have want, I, and, I, and I'm so grateful, and, and I get to be a BB, so please do not think of yourself as second-class citizens when you are backing vocalists. I mean, I just break that over the room in the name of Jesus. You are an instrument of praise, and don't belittle yourself. And if you are a lead, a, a lead singer, be, do BBs for a little while, and get that awesome freedom. Because you might need to switch it up a little bit and get that freedom and then come back to leading for a little bit. But that you need to to feel what that feels like to just be that other instrument in the band. Mm -hmm. Because that's what BBs are, just the other instrument in the band. Um, and they get they have their own part to play. Um, okay, so I just Second Chronicles 5, the trumpeters and singers joined in unison as with one voice to give praise to the Lord. So I just have a little word to the BBs. Um, if you have four singers on the stage, it is not four lead singers interpreting the song. Okay? Um, I, let me be that voice to you to say that there is a lead and then there are backing vocalists. Now, if your lead tells you, I want more of you. If you get that sort of communication, which when I'm singing with Trey, he basically, because of our relationship, he will say to me, these are basically like duets. I want you in at a different level. But even so, could you come play A Hungry Falling on My Knees? Just let me tell you the difference between um, what it be me. Falling on my knees, offering all of me, Jesus, you're all this heart is living for. Okay. That's all right. Yeah, you, yeah, you were on your own for a long time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what I'm trying to say is, BBs, add air. Add air to your tone. It's good. Um, there will be your moment. You probably will get your avalanche moment. You probably will get that. But but when you're singing, it's bring air in. Everyone has their own tone and timbre. Is that how you say that word? Timbre. And, and, and everyone has their own thing, but you don't... You need to know what you're doing when you're singing BBs is what I'm saying. Know, who, know what place, you're, what, what you're doing in the band. And know that you are very valuable either way. Whether or not you're coming through is avalanche or, or whether or not you're just blending in. But what do BBs need in their in-ears? Okay, just very practically or in your wedges, BBs, you need bass. You, you need bass in your wedges or in your in-ears, and you need the lead vocalist and, and the lead <coughs> instrument, and it doesn't really matter about the other stuff. Sure. Okay, but you need the bass. You Why? Need click track. And click track. <laughs> <laughs> but you need the bass because of why? Pitch. Okay? Yeah, so you need, you need, you need, you need to not neglect pitch. Okay? And if you can't hear yourself with love in my heart, get off the mic. Okay, if you can't hear yourself, just step back because that pitch thing is very important. 
And so if you can't, if, if you're in a, if you if you're singing and you can't hear yourself, just just step back from the mic. If you if you're leading and you can't hear yourself, just do this. I know it looks weird, but you just don't want to have pitch get in the way of what the spirit's doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just you know, if you can't hear yourself, just put your finger in your ear. It's fine. But don't let don't let pitch get in the way of what Jesus wants to do. Also, wonderful wonderful thing to do have somebody record in have someone just click record record the worship set and you can critique yourself. Yeah. Okay, and do it. Work on your craft. Don't just assume I was awesome. <laughs> just work on your craft. I can do that better, or I can do, I can do that better. Okay, or I'm gonna, we're, we're getting near to the end here, and it won't be long. I promise. We're, we're coming, we're coming in. Um, let's see. Um, we don't want to fight each other. We blend so we're an instrument. Match the other's voices. Now, this is something that I intuitively learned how to do because I learned how to be a backing vocalist by singing with my husband. And so we know each other really well. And I kind of almost know what he's going to sing and how he's going to sing it and his intonation and his phrases. But even so, I stand, I don't know if you noticed the way that I had my mic Mm -hmm. this morning. Mm -hmm. I stand watching him. I watch his mouth (laughs) because I need to see when he's doing his phrases. I need to understand what's coming next. And for a long time, I, I'm just going to be honest with you, confession, I, was, I got sort of in a bad mode a few years ago where I got too self-conscious and somebody had told me to put my mic in front and stand in front and do this and, and, and it wasn't good. And, and I just kept trying to make it work like this, but I, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So I have now, I have to turn, I have to watch whoever's leading mm-hmm. and do it with them like this. And you know what? It's okay if it doesn't look that great. It, I can still turn and, and bring the people in when I need to. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, watch for when they take a breath, come in with them. Okay? You know what? You know like those moments where it's like everyone's supposed to come in and then the BB like messes it up. Mm-hmm. You know? So just watch. Watch. Um, okay, now, um, do I have time to do this? Probably not. So I'm going I'm to skip that. I, I, will, I will talk about it, but I won't play it. I was going to play you some non-traditional BB moments, oh, which are fun. Um, but I don't... Get your computer to work. Trey, can you come do this? Oh, Sorry. Computer works. You just have funny fingers. We <laughs> 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 anywhere and and then obviously Leland or or Brenton or somebody heard that and went I want to sing that and it just that actually when it's I've seen it done live is an avalanche moment when that BB comes in like that um let's try another uh oh I love this one 
as duets, but that song, Nothing is Holding Me Back from You, um, that is a, a classic thing where they, that could have been done by one person, but it's much stronger as a duet. And I, what I want to say to worship leaders in the room, sometimes you need to set your sort of ego aside that it has to always be just you and look for those people you can develop. Because what I want to tell you is that by bringing people in as duets is actually a way to develop worship leaders. Yeah. Okay? So if you're trying to bring up a new, a new worship leader and you're like, they're just not strong enough yet, find songs you can do as duets, okay? Because what that does is it, it's more than a BV, but it's not, you're, they're not alone, okay? So find those songs that you can develop. And, and, and it is important that you develop <coughs> others. Okay, and here we are. Uh, worship leaders, give your backing vocalists permission. Give them permission to be free or not. You have both. You can say, you can say, no, be quiet during this song. Or, you know, if they're not that strong, don't bring them up. But if they're strong, take some risk on them. Say, but I will say this as a backing vocalist: I never, I never assume unless a worship leader tells me that I can go. Mm-hmm. So I can't. I know there's a there's a permission there. I have some other worship leaders I work with, and they go, "Oh, Tori, you just do your thing." But if, if people don't, I just I just sing like 
soft the whole time because I don't want to to assume. So worship leaders, give permission when you feel that you can give permission. And give regular feedback, please. Please give regular feedback to the backing vocalist and to the other people in the band. Please, so that it doesn't feel like correction. It just feels like normal. When I lead with so-and-so, they're always going to give me good feedback. They're always going to say, that was great, this wasn't, let's work on this next time. Okay? Now, um, uh, I am am going to finish here. I, I want to say a little something as I finish. Since I was a little girl, I knew I was, I, I was the singer. I sang from the time that I was little. Something happened along the way. I, al- I was always singing, but I was 30 years old before I could call myself a singer. I was 30, and I was actually in a band touring around the world. And when people would ask me what I did, I would try to come up with any other thing than to say that I was a singer. It was a huge breakthrough in my life to finally just call it and say, I'm a singer. I'm a singer. And the reason I want to say that over the room is some of you have not yet done it. You haven't yet said it. I was born, designed, made to sing. And I want to pray that over you, okay? Because the what you know what happened over those thirty years? I was robbed. Because if I could have said that I was a singer, I would have known who I was and what I carried, and I would there would have been so much more power in what I was doing. But because I couldn't say, nope, that's what I'm here to do, I lost that. I, now, because I know that I am, I just say I just say it all the time. I'm a singer. I'm a singer. I'm a singer. That's who I am. Even when my voice is bad or it doesn't sound great or whatever, I'm still a singer, right? So could you could you stand up and let's just pray for you, Holy Spirit? Thank you for this room of vocals. Thank you for the way that you've made them. Holy Spirit. I speak over each man and woman in this room that you are a singer. You are a singer. It is your design. You know who you are by the power of Jesus. Receive who you are. Walk in who you are. Develop who you are. Don't be scared of who you are. Stand strong in who you are. Do not retreat. Stand firm and advance. In the name of Jesus, amen. 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 Amen.